My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. They've been warning us, but some chose not to believe that this big push by the Democrat Party for mail-in ballots is just a way to cheat the Republican Party out of its rightful victory in November, that sending our votes through the mail will leave the electorate vulnerable to all sorts of chicanery dreamed up by liberals and socialists and worse, and that when the smoke is cleared, the presidency will be occupied by a hand puppet of the radical left instead of that upright man of the people, Donald J. Trump. But like I said, some chose not to believe. And among those non-believers was, now get ready for a shock, because you might not credit this, but among them was Mr. Trump himself. See, he was meeting with his cabinet one recent morning, and they're all drawn about cutting taxes and helping farmers and building churches, all the stuff a president's in charge of. And one of these cabinet secretaries, I, I don't know who, but he pipes up and says, did you hear the rumor about the Democrats? To which Mr. Trump replies, I don't listen to rumors, for as Proverbs 2620 states, for lack of wood the fire goes out, and where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. Got that? Wise words, Mr. President, says Mike Pence, no slouch in the Bible department himself. And But if it's true, says the cabinet secretary, the consequences could be devastating. So Mr. Trump sighed and said, all right, if you insist, what's the latest gossip? That the liberals are looking to steal the election, comes the reply. And how are they supposed to be doing that, asked Mr. Trump. I don't rightly know, says the secretary. I've just heard whispers. Hmm, says Mr. Trump. So someone's saying the opposition is planning a dastardly assault on the very foundations of American democracy? That the will of the people could be subverted by perfidious trickery? That's the story going round, says the appointee. Mr. Trump sat back, his fingers knitted across his chest. He looked thoughtful a moment before saying, Well, it sounds like baloney to me. Why do you think so, says Mr. Pence? Because, says the president, even though my opponents and I disagree on many things, I just can't believe anyone, no matter how contradictory their views, would be so vile as to interfere with the sacred right of every American to cast a free vote. Maybe it's because I was raised to see the good in people, but I don't believe anyone could be that evil, not even the Democrats. The secretary looked down at his shoes, and his compatriots seemed to shift their gaze, too, perhaps a little ashamed that they weren't as good-hearted and tolerant as their boss. But Mr. Trump did not dwell, for that is not his nature. Any other orders of business, he asked. Oh, said his Secretary of Commerce, just one. Um, it seems that for some reason the nation is experiencing a shortage of, get this, sodium hydroxide. Sodium hydroxide, repeats the President. That's right, sir, says the Secretary. Manufacturers of everything from soap to plastic wrap can't seem to find enough of it. Well, let's keep an eye on that situation, says Mr. Trump. And now, if you'll excuse me, I've promised to take my lovely wife on an afternoon drive. Then, with a wink at his Secret Service agents, he says, Just the two of us. And they smiled at that. 
because they well knew that this was one president strong enough and smart enough to leave the White House without them. A master of jujitsu, Mr. Trump was also trained in small arms and hand-to-hand -hand combat during the Vietnam War. You know, back when he was pretending to be a civilian, but was really running secret missions into Southeast Asia for the CIA. But that's another discussion. Anyway, Mr. Trump's security detail knew they had nothing to worry about if he chose to forego their company, as was the case a few minutes later when the president and Mrs. Trump took to the highway in their red Mustang convertible. The top down, the wind in their hair, the couple looked as if they hadn't a care in the world. Shall we cross the border into Virginia, asked the president, to visit our favorite hot dog stand? You mean the one we used to go to, says Melania, when we were both struggling students in Bible college? The very same, says Mr. Trump. Okay, says the first lady, but let's wear our sunglasses so they don't recognize us and make a fuss. I know how you hate to attract a tent. Look out! And with that, the commander-in-chief swerved to avoid a tanker truck that was crowding his lane. Holy cow, exclaimed the president. It almost seemed like he was trying to hit us. And he should be extra careful, says Melania. What with carrying a load of caustic chemicals. Caustic, says Mr. Trump. Yes, says the first lady. It was written right on the side. Sodium hydroxide. Hmm, says our country's leader. I just heard that there's a shortage of this stuff. So where's that fella going with such a big load of it? Now, Donald, says Mrs. Trump, you're not thinking what I think you're thinking. Hold on to your hat, dear, says the president, because we're about to speed up. And with that, he stomped on the accelerator in hot pursuit of that truck. Before long, their target had turned off the highway and was soon making its way along back roads, the president keeping his Mustang a safe distance behind the driver so he wouldn't know he was being followed. How'd you get so good at following other vehicles, asked Melania. Oh, says Mr. Trump, just something I learned while chasing bank robbers for the Pinkerton Agency. That's right, I forgot, says Melania. That's how you earned your tuition for Bible college, as a Pinkerton man. Finally, the truck pulled into the parking lot of an old red brick factory. The president stopped his car a short distance from the entrance and waited until the driver had gotten out of the cab and entered the building through a big set of wooden double doors. You wait here, my precious wife, says Mr. Trump. I'll go see what this is all about. You're not going anywhere without me, says Melania, for whither thou goest, I will go. Ruth 116. Well, the president knew there was no point in arguing with her. That, that perseverance, the same fortitude that turned her into a champion bull rider back in her rodeo days, made it near impossible to, to dissuade her from sharing this adventure. So it was that the couple walked the short distance to the factory parking lot, where they discovered that the tanker truck was just one of dozens sitting outside the building. Many of the others also had sodium hydroxide written on the side. Seems like they've cornered the market, says Mr. Trump. And look, says Melania, what do those say? Thymolthaline, says Mr. Trump. Gesundheit, says his wife, and they both laughed. No, really, says the president. Thymolthaline is a dye. When combined with sodium hydroxide and ethyl alcohol, it makes... Suddenly he turned pale. What's the matter, beloved? asked Mrs. Trump, alarmed but the commander-in-chief only motioned for her to follow him. Approaching an open window and peeking over the edge, 
they were greeted by a remarkable sight. Inside were men in white lab coats mixing huge vats of blue liquid, while watching from a balcony above was none other than Joseph R. Biden. Another 3,000 gallons called the driver of the tanker truck the Trumps had followed. Biden nodded. Good, says he with an evil cackle. Soon we'll have enough to fill every pen in every Republican household in America. Enough what, whispered Melania, but Mr. Trump just stayed silent and listened. And when the mail-in ballots are counted, says Biden, rubbing his hands with glee, I will be president of the United States, <laughs> laughed the driver. I almost solved the problem for you. I saw the old man and his missus on the highway and tried to run him off the road. If it weren't for those darned cat-like reflexes of his, I would have succeeded, too. So you failed me, says Biden. What, says the driver? You could have taken him out, but you failed. But, but, stammered the driver. Suddenly, Biden removed a remote control from his pocket, pressed a button, and a hatch opened in the floor beneath the driver's feet. With that, the man plummeted 50 feet to his death, screaming all the way. The men in the white coats froze in horror, but Biden showed no emotion at all. Back to work, gentlemen, says he. You see how I reward incompetence. The workers returned to their tasks, redoubling their efforts. The president guided Melania away from the window, and soon they were back in the Mustang, speeding away down the road. Now can you tell me what's going on, says Melania? It's so simple, says the commander-in-chief, and yet so diabolical. What, says the first lady? The Democrats, says Mr. Trump. They've been pushing for these mail-in ballots for the election. They don't want folks going to the polling places. They want everyone sending their votes through the post office. And would that present a problem, asks Melania? It would, says the president, if you filled every pen in every Republican household with what was in those vats. Which was, queries his wife. Which was disappearing ink, says Mr. Trump. If the Democrat plan comes to fruition and Republicans fill out their ballots with those rigged pens, millions of right-thinking conservative votes will simply vanish. And Biden and his Marxist cronies will take over America, cries Melania. Precisely, says the president. So what'll we do, asks the first lady. I mean, it's not like you can thwart his plan by defunding the post office. The two of them paused and then looked at each other. Or can I, says Mr. Trump. And that very evening, the commander-in-chief went on primetime television with an important announcement. My fellow Americans, says he from behind the resolute desk in the Oval Office, in order to protect the sanctity of our voting rights and foil a nefarious Democrat plot to cheat in the upcoming presidential election, I hereby announce that I am shutting down the U.S. Postal Service until after November 3rd. All voting must be conducted in person at our great American polling centers, just as our founding fathers intended. Back at the disappearing ink factory, Biden, watching the announcement, flew into a rage. He's confounded me, cried the liberal lapdog, and now I'll have to win the election fair and square, and there's no way that can happen, not when I'm up against the greatest president since George Washington himself. Suddenly the factory doors swung open, and in strode a small man in a dark suit, accompanied by two much larger men, also dressed in black suits. Biden immediately recognized them as the loan shark Lefty Louie and his henchmen. It was Lefty who'd floated Biden the money he used to buy all that sodium hydroxide. 
Hey, Joey, says Lefty, you said you were going to be president, and then you'd make sure me and the boys were on easy street. But since it looks like you ain't going to be president, I'll just take the money you owe me. That's at 200% interest. But, but I haven't got it, stammered Biden. Oh, no, says Lefty. And then he turned to his henchmen. Okay, boys, whatever you do, make sure the bruises don't show. We want Joey here to look pretty when he goes on TV for that fancy presidential debate. And the two large men cracked their knuckles in unison as Biden broke into a sweat, gulping in fear. Later that night, Donald J. Trump and his lovely bride lay in their connubial bed watching the news. Every anchor on every station reported the same outcome of his speech. To a man, they all said, quote, The American people are 100% behind the president's bold move to close the post office, unquote. Apparently, Mr. Trump was so trusted by the country, the electorate was willing to forego mail delivery if their leader deemed it essential. Thank heaven, said Melania, snuggling against her husband's strong, muscled chest. Thank heavens you've never told a lie in your life. Otherwise, you might not have engendered such faith in your perspicacity. The president said nothing, but he did blush, for as is well known, he is uncomfortable with compliments. Speaking of the post office, says Melania, giggling, do you perhaps have a delivery for your adoring wife? And with that, the president turned off the bedside light so that he might honor the faithful woman beside him. Yes, sir. Play me out, Zeke.